Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this week's episode, the doc talks about the BET Awards and After Party, Maxwell's album release listening party, and Sheila E.'s new song and tour announcement. And now, his funky beat is going to show you what your hips are made for, Dr. Funkenberry. Uh, show me what you got, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Make sure to get Eden Nielsen's track, Show Me What You Got, off of iTunes. <clears throat> also, make sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Dr. Funk podcast on iTunes. You can also uh, subscribe on Stitcher and other places. Make sure to tell your friends about it. Tell your girlfriends, the ones on the side, whatever you got. Tell everyone you know. <clears throat> We're going to do this right. Just like uh, the BET tribute <laughs> coming on straight after the American Music Awards. They aired a commercial talking about, yeah, we saw that. Don't worry, we got you. When it came after Madonna's performance. Oof. Like, they knew. Like, think about that. <clears throat> they knew it was going to bite. That it was going to not be what everyone wanted. They knew. They had it all prepared. What if Madonna would have killed it? Wow. And they had a lot to live up to. That was some dirty, dirty, dirty shade they threw at Madonna. Dirty. Like, woo. Dang. I mean, <clears throat> that was dirty. Plain and simple. You can't say anywhere else. And then, you know, the BT tribute kind of like in 2010 was exactly the greatest, you know. Um, <clears throat> so people had, you know, they worried. Would this tribute really be all that in a bag of chips? They had a lot to prove. You know, I saw Stephen Hill. I said this before on our shows, you know. If you guys are listening, there's a bunch of shows to listen to. We're going to keep you all entertained with that. <clears throat> but I saw Stephen at the memorial before the Billboard Awards when we discussed about Madonna doing it. And he said he's going to do his best to make sure that BT's tribute is on point. And... Look, right off the bat, before we go into every, anything and everything, there is only one prince. And all these tributes just show that, you know. But BT did their best. And that's how I got to put it is there, there's never going to be another prince. So people, if you're expecting all of a sudden like it to be prince worthy and princeish. What you got is the best that you're probably going to get until probably like a Grammy tribute months down the road and a higher budget. Um, <clears throat> I had Chris, producer Chris, over in my house to watch the show. And uh, we watched it together. Yes, and we did. The way that you said that, clothes were on, everybody. Jesus, Chris. Anyway, I'm playing. But we we were watching it, and then, uh, you know, the first performance of the night was The Roots with Erica Badu, and then you had Bilal afterwards. But you had Badu doing the bow to Dorothy Parker, and it sounded on point. Loved it. You know, she um, <clears throat> she did her Baduism mm. with it, Baduism for sure. You know, she brought her, little, her outfit, the purple lipstick, you know. She tried to adjust this. Originally, what we're hearing, uh, I don't know if this is made public yet, but, you know, D'Angelo was supposed to be on the award show, and he was promoted as being as such. Yeah, what happened to D'Angelo? The whole time we were saying, where's D'Angelo? We're all, we don't know if it's old habits again, or he just felt that he wasn't going to be able to do as good of a tribute as he did on Fallon with Sometimes It Snows in April with Princess. Um, but that's what I heard is that, and if I'm wrong, Questlove, you let me know. Um, that it was supposed to be D'Angelo doing the bow to Dorothy Parker. So just imagine that. Uh, we got Badu, which is cool. She had her own little spin on it. Then you had Bilal come on out and do the beautiful ones. And you hear that Lindrum kick in and Quest is doing the padding. And you know me, I got a mouth. And um, so kind of like I was live tweeting the Billboard Awards at Dr. Fungaberry, uh, my Twitter handle twitter.com slash dr funkenberry and uh you know saying how the sound sounded on point 
And during the show, Questlove tweeted me back, said it was from the park. It had to be on point. So there you go. Thank you for Questlove for responding to that. Appreciate it, my brother. <clears throat> Bilal was doing beautiful ones. Some respect on it. He just, sounded great. Just, I loved his voice. Amazing voice. The sound was amazing on him. Bilal can do a Prince impression. It's kind of like Jamie Foxx when he does his stuff. So you can't really hate it. I would have liked, if you're going to freaking, you know, try to take off your shirt, I would have liked to see more of a ruffled shirt instead of like, you know, you're trying to show off the guns. Um, <clears throat> but I thought it was good. I think maybe the writhing on the floor uh, probably spoke more to the females. We're both males. I mean, I know you liked it in the sense of uh, the performance, but I think it probably did st- something else for women, or maybe it didn't. Maybe they felt he was trying to be too much like Prince. But like I said, the sound sounded great. Well, yeah, that was the, important. The first time I saw it, it seemed like it was distracting from the <clears throat> performance, which didn't need to be because he was so good. Right. The second time, I kind of, the shock of the writhing around on the floor kind of subsided. So I was able to focus on his, on his vocal and it was really good. Right. But it was funny that he had like, the, he had the, the short, the short boots on and everything. So they might as well have just put him in a black lace, you know, with the, with the lace, uh, um, scarf over his eye, you know, it would have been great. Right. But he did good. It was good. I loved Um, Erica Badu's song choice. I'm glad that they used her for that. That was totally her sound. And interesting that, um, when anyone won awards that night, no one thanked Prince for being their inspiration or anything like that. What does that say? I don't know what it says, but I just found it interesting that the weekend, uh, when he won his first, uh, Billboard award, he thanked Prince. We'll see how that goes on. Um, <clears throat> then the second performance we had Tori Kelly with special guest Stevie wonder, which I put on Twitter, you know, when it was announced when Stevie was added to the, to the tribute, I go, relax. It's not Madonna. Then, um, I had someone call me a racist. I don't know. I'm kind of looking at the color of my skin. Uh, kind of hard to be. Um, maybe do a little bit more research on who you're talking about. My image is out there. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, Stevie was out there. It wasn't, I like Tori Kelly and Becky with the good hair. So, um, I was expecting a little bit more. I guess I put a little bit higher. It was better than the the Madonna thing that Stevie did at Billboard. Tori could sing. She really did a great job. And she did put a little flair on it. So she made it her own. I like that. It was just a little weird. I don't know what. It sounded a little off. I don't know why. Maybe she was just nervous working with Stevie. I don't know. And then you got to make sure that Stevie remembers the lyrics of some stuff. You know, he's still a legend, but... You know, it's not his songs. It was good. It was kind of by the book, right? It, there was nothing really too special about Take it. Take me with you. Tori Kelly's pants. Um, and then uh, here comes Purple Rain. And we're like, oh, is it going to be Stevie again? Out walks Jennifer Hudson wearing what Prince wore to the 2000, 2005 People's Choice Awards. And, nice pull. Uh, and what's interesting is, is that that outfit was not seen later on in the show. But yeah, she she did what she did with Purple Rain. She tried to make it her own, which look, this is why Prince sometimes didn't want live albums out or other things is because he felt that when people went to go to the concert, they were expecting the exact same version of Purple Rain or Baby I'm a Star or The One or The Question of You, and he didn't want to do that. So... J-Hud was trying to make the song her own. I think that kind of rubs some people the wrong way, but that's how Prince would have wanted it. Just like when um, they did Nothing Compares to You in Welcome to Chicago, just like with Mary J. Blige, uh, the L.A. run at the Forum, when she did Nothing Compares to You, and then when Shelby, which would do it the regular, they made it more soulful and gospel. So he was constantly doing that. So props to J-Hud for the outfit and for the performance. Um, we were talking about the guitar work. We really would have liked Donna Grantis to have been included. Um, Absolutely, Kirk from the Roots again um, handling it. So that's just what was chosen. No disrespect to Kirk, but you know, let Donna be a part of it. You know, I thought though, yeah. Besides that, I thought Jennifer did a great job with. um, She really, you can tell, she really held back in the beginning and really let the song 
really swell and grow. And she did it right. She didn't just go blow it out like she could have. She decided to hold back and wait and really, you know, give it give it her all at the end. And I, I thought it was great, especially well, you got it. The end was the best. I love the way she just walked off. That was right. Perfect. She wasn't grandstanding. She wasn't standing there with her arms in the air. She walked off. It was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. She did her thing for sure. She tried to bring something original to it and pay homage to her friend. You know. <clears throat> then um, you had, I think, before the third tribute. Pretty sure, yeah. That what we have is now we're going to go into this. We're going to jump a little bit just because um this plays into it um we went to maxwell's listening party <clears throat> on friday night yes in LA. album release party and listening party downtown right. played five songs off of it and what's interesting was is chris was doing his research and he watched uh the q a because they, they're gonna have a q a in la he saw them do a q a in new york and it's interesting because quest uh Maxwell was asked about the Prince tribute to BET Awards if he would do anything or be involved with it. And Chris, you want to go with that since you saw it? Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, he said he said that he would never want to do a song that he couldn't improve on, so he wouldn't want to do a Prince song. You know, he was pushed, and they said, "Well, if there was one song you you did want to sing, what would it be?" And he said, "Adore," which that's the first thing that came to my mind. But he said, no, I'm not going to, if I can't approve upon it, I'm not going to do it. So he hasn't done any Prince covers. All right. Right. Great. <clears throat> well, then, there you have it. And, and in LA, yeah. when we saw him, he did a Q and a, right. and he talked about Prince again, which was cool. You know, he said he revolutionized music, you know, and it was pretty. And then he talked about the B towards that. He's kind of nervous for it. Yeah. He seemed like he was nervous, but he didn't say anything about doing anything. He said he was going to do this song, the new song from the album. You know, I'm nervous about the performance. Didn't give anything else. Did talk about Prince. Did uh bring off a little bottle of scotch. Was it whiskey, oh, whiskey, Japanese whiskey. And it looks like he had a little bit of whiskey before he took the stage on Sunday. <laughs> um, I saw it was interesting that he came out to the show and we're, we'll talk about the Maxwell listening party more. So we just want to kind of go go with that. Came back to the BET Awards with Rain dropping out of an umbrella. I'm like, is that a homage to Purple Rain? And he's like, no. Chris is like, no. And then right in the middle of the song, here comes Maxwell. It's been seven hours and 66 days since you took your music away. Ugh. And just Gut punch. Change lyrics. And then he had a clock behind him. Yeah, I'm sure everyone. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone that's listening saw that. And if you haven't, well, just go on to go on to any social media. The performances right. are everywhere. But yeah, that clock, man. And then to change the lyrics, saying he can't find his music anywhere and stuff like that, just heartfelt. And he changed. I know some people were upset the lyric change, but again, this is Prince. He did stuff like that. Remember, what, what do you think Prince would have thought of that? He would have liked it that it was classy and it wasn't like Trey songs trying to do purple rain and just add it to the thing. Um, it was trying to pay homage. And that's another thing. Let's talk about the performances, the pictures they use behind them, the images. It would have been great to have a video montage. They didn't really do that. You just had a little bit of the Prince with Stevie at the 2006, uh, MT, uh, BET awards when it was Shaka Khan's tribute. Um, but the, the photos were on point. I liked when they were doing the list of things. And they said, you know, special tribute to Prince or tributes. They used a photo from the Afro era, you know, the recent era, Third Eye Girl, MPG Horns. I like that. So they already got me at that point. But they used great photos, great imagery. And then there was Maxwell again. After telling us he's not going to do any Prince covers, not going to do it. He had he it up his sleeve. On it. He had it ready to go the whole time and just dropped it on us. That that was, my, I mean, I'm not going to say it was the best performance of the evening, but to me it was the biggest surprise because he wasn't a part of the quote unquote tributes. You know, it was his standalone performance. And it, so it seemed really genuine that he did it on his own. That's what I really liked about it. And, you know, ends up on his knees, you know, and I mean, it was really, it really was his personal tribute to Prince. And I thought it was just... It was perfect. It was perfect. Perfection. And I can't wait for his album to drop on July 1st, this Friday. Uh, you better have gotten paid for that. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sure it'll be on, what did he say, Apple 
the Apple, the Spotify. The yeah. <laughs> it'll be where all those places you couldn't find Prince's music. Yeah. You should know it's title is where he wants you to be. Yeah. Underneath the cream. <clears throat> um, then we had another tribute. You know, so we've had, so far you've had Erica Badu, Bilal, Tori Kelly, Stevie Wonder, a bonus performance of, <clears throat> a bonus performance from Maxwell, Nothing Compares to You. Then you had Janelle Monet come out and she did a medley of a bunch of stuff wearing a look like first it was just gonna be a baby I'm a star tribute outfit with a little thing on her sleeve and then um she had her cheeks showing in her jeans. She gave us a two piece and a biscuit. You know? <laughs> piece to Shelby J on that one. So uh yeah. Uh <laughs> hey, I I thought it was awesome. I'm not saying anything about about no, it. No, no, no. The performance. The performance. Right. The performance. <laughs> performance too. Energy, man. That girl, she always has energy. Just straight up, 100%. Light the fuse, let her go. And, and that's had, what she did. She had a bunch of wardrobe changes too, including that 2005 People's Choice Award outfit that uh, Jennifer Hudson wore earlier in the night. But she she did. She, baby, I'm a star. You know, she thought that I would die for you. A little bit of delirious. She killed it. She did. Better than I expected. No disrespect to Janelle, I've seen before live, but I liked it. Song choice again. I think it came down to song choice. Delirious is the perfect song for her to do, right? It's totally her. It's her style. And then you got Anthony Anderson. I mean, I heard a rumor about this. I thought it was gonna be the yellow outfit from the Get Off MTV Video Music Awards performance, and then here's Anthony Anderson, and I hope that he had wax or someone shave him. But he had he had his butt cheeks standing out of his pants and then did a booty shake until Janelle stole his outfit. Yeah. I think Anthony Anderson liked that outfit a little too much. <laughs> it makes me think that wasn't it. It makes me think that Anthony Anderson walks around the house and wearing nothing but chaps. Oh, Lord. I, I'm sorry that that's what you're thinking of. I didn't, I'm, no, no, I'm not thinking about that. Trust me. But great uh, performance. Oh my. That was a good performance. Yeah, it was great. And then. But then the then, finale, right? This was the yeah. one we knew we were going to be waiting for and Sheila. And then whoever else came on stage with her. We you didn't know, know. I got a text a few days before with some photos I've still yet to put out there from rehearsals. Uh, Shelby J. Liv Warfield, Elisa Fiorillo, uh, Lynn Mayberry joined them. <coughs> and uh, I knew about the big surprise about it going to be Maite, but I can keep my mouth shut. So uh, and then you had um, Gilbert Davidson's son was the one playing guitar. Um, you, had, you had Greg Boyer on trumpet. You had Eddie, Eddie M, Eddie Minifield on sax. Uh, for other people, I must forgetting your name right now. Please forgive me. Well, Maite also <laughs> with her had the twins, so the twins were with twins her. Twins were with her. And another sp- surprise guest was on keys, Mister Moas Hayes. Yeah, we like that the was Morses awesome in there. Yeah, his talk, he should though. be. <laughs> He's been longer than Doctor Fink. He was in a band, you know, different incarnations of bands for a long time. A lot of people can't say that that work with Prince, yep. so. And, you know, it just kicked off. And then, like, you had the recording of Prince saying, ladies and gentlemen, Sheila E. That was, was cool. that was really cool. And you pointed that out. I didn't really catch it at first. Uh-huh. But you pointed that out. And and once I heard it again, yeah, it, it gave me chills. It's, it was really cool to hear that. And I'm glad that they did that. Because he did that all the time in, in concert. My ears are trained on stuff like that. It just makes me wish that I had instruments around me when I was a kid instead of Tinker Toys. But uh, it is what it is. It's never too late. Uh, I write good songs. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Draw four. Anyway, so yeah, she brought it, playing playing drums, and and what we didn't notice is Sheila was barefoot, and so was almost all the other females. Yeah, it was pretty the cool. Twins, all the dan- I, yep, all of the backup singers were all barefoot too. All the dancers, it was pretty neat. See, and just just a side note, real quick, Maite is uh, doing dance lessons in L.A. 
belly dance lessons. She's going to New York. She's doing that stuff. Check on it. Need to follow my take, get it out there. But I'm I was going. impressed. I'm going. I was so glad that they included Maite. And um, it was just a really great performance. You got a Rock City, you got a Housequake. And look, like, you had America. You're like, where's the revolution? I'm like, I'm sure they're going to do their own thing. Not everyone can mesh. Sheila wanted this, wanted her own personal tribute to Prince, and it just did not include the revolution. I'm sure they'll be included at a later date. And then, um, yeah, the time over in the UK um, doing Autism Rocks as a tribute to Prince with Mark Ronson, CeeLo, which means you had... Um, and, uh, yeah, Manderson Sax over there. So that's the sax player they couldn't have. That was originally the MPG horns. Um, and then you had more Stay in the Time and Larry Graham. Uh, I wanted Jerome to be a part of the tribute and Sheila or whoever got the message because, you know, Jerome hasn't really been too cool at the time. It would have been cool for them to be, all be together. But Jerome came out and hung up the mirror and held the guitar for Sheila, which was awesome. That and was great. You had the little moment of Sheila dancing with Jerome, chili sauce in the house. That was cool. It was nothing but respect. And it was good. I'm saying respect because that's the word instead of respect. But you guys know what I mean. Come on now. Um, it just was great. And then the dancing. And then they bring out the Blue Angel, Gosh. which is what I call my car because of the color. One of the reasons that I got it. and Love it. Um, and she held it to the sky. And then Maite with arms around her and Shelby and all the girls next to him. Like... They're trying to do their best. And like I said, they're not Prince, but that's as close as you're going to get. I think they know? did their best. That was yeah. that was one of the best performances I've ever seen Sheila do. She's always full of energy, but that they left it all out there, and they all did. But yeah, what an iconic image. Just the, the end of the performance, them holding it up. I mean, I've seen that so many times on Facebook. It just It's everywhere, and it's just perfect. It's awesome. It is really cool. But um, that end of the show was awesome. But our night was not over at all. It was just so, beginning. Yeah, we got like a little thing. There's going to be some stuff going out at the conga room and then the standard. I know there were some musicians that performed at the conga room. But it was mostly the same people that performed at the L.A. Prince tribute um, shortly after his passing. So we kind of wanted to go to the standard where we thought we'd be able to talk with more of the members, see Rashida. Uh, just a few other things. So, you know, I get the little thing. There's no guest list tonight. You just walk up to the doorman and you just go, and that says, what? No. The password is what? Yeah. The password was not what, but we walked up there and this guy made me look short. He was that's, big. That's hard to do. He was big. Like, he I made us both look short. Up. Like, good Lord. It just was bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was fun. But um, Kirk Douglas, just uh, from The Roots, the guitarist, just tweeted us right now. So that's kind of cool. Kirk Lloyd. So, um, yeah. What was the password, Jay? The password, I wanted you to say it so oh. you can have it. Okay. The pa- When you got to the door, the tall guy, the password is? Computer blue. Yeah. So then we're- That's it. And we were in. But it was weird. I've never gone to a club- through a nasty ass kitchen, walked through the kitchen. Yeah, we don't want to say nasty ass. We want to make sure we go back there. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's hold on. Let me stop that. Rewind it. Anyway. Okay. So you go through this kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was like a working kitchen. And we we're like, are we going the right way? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, there was music on the other side of that kitchen. Right. That was pretty dope. That was cool. And there was DJ Kiss was at, at was uh, at the turntables at the time. Uh-huh. She was awesome. And beautiful. We got her, got her drinks. I got my water, sat in the booth, chilled out. Um, <clears throat> it was kind of loud in there. We were kind of in an area where it wasn't that loud. We were like, you know, the girls can come over here, but usually people go into a corner. Um, there's a lot of interesting characters there. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, I saw uh, Trevor Guy and Donna Grantis there that was awesome to see them shortly be able to say hi to them 
um, talked with Trevor for a minute, shook Donna's hand. Donna's just like that. Um, it's no disrespect. That's just how she is. So we talked for a minute. They didn't stay too long. So it's just kind of hard to be in a party mood with his music and other stuff. And then um, later on, you had Shelby come. Shelby was the only one like to really stay through the night. You know, I saw Rashid. I tagged her on an Instagram post. She came up to me and gave me a hug. We I was going to say, I was going to say, we were sitting there and she came up to you. And I'm like, we couldn't see anything. I'm like, who's this girl coming up and saying hi? Oh, it's this tall, 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 very beautiful woman. Oh. That's DJ Rashida. Yes. She was really nice. It was really right. nice for her to come over and say hi. And of course. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, we introduced ourselves a little bit later. And then Shelby Shelby came in. Shelby was one of the ones to stay throughout the night. She went to a corner. I gave her a hug. You could not hear anything. So we just hugged. It was so loud. You know, and then um, the twins were there. Gave them a hug. And I think they're trying to ask me, like, what I think of the performance. You cannot hear anything. I just gave them the thumbs <laughs> the up. The double thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Maya and Andy. Good job. There you go. <laughs> One freeze. But it was cool, you know. And then um, Tamar Davis came in for a little bit. A lot of people thought that was Tamar at the BET Awards. It was not, but she was at the after party. Right. It was Lynn sure. Mayberry that was singing. We, uh, right. we, we even got tricked for a little bit. We thought that was Tamar. Well, let's be honest here. Couldn't couldn't really they did oh yeah the oh, camera God. We angles say it. we got the talk camera about angles that. like all right I, the like, cutaways dude and then you're having people who don't know the songs or whatever and I don't know who the heck they are and then you keep going to one person I thought it was because of Janelle's booty pants at first that they were doing that no they were keeping it more on the freaking audience on the stage and then they kept doing this wide shot to where you can't see nothing and then when they do close up it would just be of Sheila like I'm trying to go who's playing horns like who's you know who's doing when when Sheila's away from the drums who's playing drums. Trying exactly. to see who these people are. Yep. Yeah, that was. I've heard from a lot of people that they were really upset with all the cutaways and you know, hey, let's see what Scott Disick's doing in the crowd, sitting on his butt, not doing anything. Lord Disick. Yikes. Anyway, so that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but um, but yes, it was uh, Tamar that came to the uh, to the after party, and then the the distinguished gentleman. I'm forgetting his name now. The one that's on. Janelle Monet's label had a huge hit last year and he opened up the BET pre-show and performed. <sighs> I'm getting points taken away for not knowing his name. He was there for a hot minute. Ah. And then there was a bunch of guys trying to holler at him and he was just like, all right. And he had like five people in his entourage. Yeah. I don't think Janelle had that much with her. S speaking of Janelle. Yeah. Do you see the outfit she wore? Well, it was funny. I was, I was on the dance floor for much of the night and, um, I saw this kind of group, a line of people go through the dance floor back to where Shelby was. And so I never got a clear picture, but I saw the, the outfit and the big mountains hat. And I saw just a bunch of white roses, tons of white roses. I had no clue who it was until after the fact. And she was wearing, she was wearing the mountains hat, but she was wearing a love sexy outfit. I think it said oh, Minneapolis cool. on the side. So that's cool. that was cool. She was there for a hot minute. V. Uh, a singer named V. She has been featured on Empire. She was there as well. Um, but great, the whole thing, great atmosphere, right? Everyone was dancing. Everyone was partying. The music was on point. The music, it's just interesting now here, like the music that's being played because you got purple music being played, wonderful ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy MF was a little bit edited. Um, I put some clips on, on my Snapchat, which is Funkenberry. Um, but with Snapchat, it's only up for a day. So unless you saw it, you didn't see it. But that's why I got to be following Snapchat is just sometimes I go crazy on the videos. Oh, good. All those videos are gone of me now dancing. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Good yeah. Lord. Especially that one with the. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I'm just trying to think, do we think, do we forget? But it was a blast. It was really neat to see all those people just kind of bringing it home, you know. And Rashida was just awesome. What a great DJ. Man, it would have been nice. great to have her at Glam Slam about a week or two ago, right? So, how about them Dodgers? <laughs> <laughs> Football season will be here. You can be saying, how about them Cowboys? Or how about them? You can be saying, how about them Raiders? Yeah. So, or Rams. <laughs> Rams. Anyway. But, yeah, I mean, it was a fun party. Then afterwards, I was actually able to talk with Shell. We were able to, to, right. to do it. I wish Elisa and Liv would have been there, but they didn't. And Maite just felt too tired manuela was at 
the BT Awards as well. She didn't want to come to the after party. She just been up all day and was just tired and worn out by everything, which is understandable. Sheila didn't make it either. She had the other thing going on, like at the conga room. Um, talk with Sheila. We introduced ourselves to DJ Rashida. So that was cool. We talked for a little bit, got little notes together, had a little meeting powwow between three and three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. Me and Chris did. Denny's for breakfast that day and Denny's to end the day. Like, hey, why is that the only it was thing just open, like, like at three o'clock in the morning? It was LA? just like going to a print show, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was that vibe of the, you know, except for the, uh, the crooked smile on her face from seeing the show, but everything right. else was pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was interesting. And now, you know, I don't think they're going to be having that tribute concert in Minneapolis come August. But I do think that the Grammys are playing their own tribute in December, kind of like what they did with Sinatra last year. Because uh, the Grammy president was in the BET crowd and he looked to be taking notes. So, yeah. That's, so, like a, an entire, like a whole Prince tribute performance? Two hours. Ooh. So, yeah. maybe they can fit in some of our things that we wanted, like John Mayer and other ones that aren't just in the BET mold, the revolution, some other stuff. So, <clears throat> Yeah, it's gonna be. You heard it here cool. first. Well, <laughs> well, hopefully they uh, they go through with that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it makes it easier now with there not being a tribute in August, and I really wanted that for the fans. Uh, looks like there's gonna be a private memorial. Yeah, not for the fans. Oh, what are are fans just supposed to travel to Paisley and just put their their hands on the gate, and that's supposed to be enough? Like, really? Yeah. And I know they deserve other, more. They definitely <clears throat> deserve more. The fans, you know, it's just, they're all having a hard time. I saw your comments on Twitter, <clears throat> you know, other social media when I was at the after party. Um, they deserve something. And when are they going to get it? You know, I, I know some, this helped some with a little bit of closure a little bit or maybe it helped the wounds heal a little bit on Sunday, but they need a little bit more. I think we all need a little bit more. So, you know, and then what happened was is that Sheila debuted a new song after, uh, the next day called girl meets girl meets boy. Lyrics are interesting. It's a lot of photo montages. It's very hard for people to listen to right now. So we're not going to be playing it on the show. We'll talk about it. Um, another thing is, is that it was announced that Sheila is going to be touring with the MPG girls, right? And the MPG. Well, yeah. She just said, yeah, that they're going to go on tour. I don't know who of the, the lineup that, um, that was on stage with her is going to do it. But, um, she just said she just mentioned in that uh, Access Hollywood interview that they're gonna that they're gonna go on tour, and we just saw right before we started recording that a date's been announced in Philadelphia, Philly, right, August twenty fifth, <clears throat> and not only that, it's with Morris Day and the time. Can they get Jerome back in the mix? Is Jerome gonna be with Sheila or what's going on? Well, hopefully they'll be. Speaking together. of which, earlier in the night. Like earlier during the BET Awards, I get like this message that Jerome Benton now has a Twitter account. So I just took it on my own self. Just like when with Prince's Twitter account, I was the one to announce that. So I uh, said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jerome Benton of the time to Twitter. And he got like a thousand followers like instantly, you know, so that was cool. And I didn't know at that time it was going to be part of the tribute I was hoping it would be. You know, uh, there you go. That was awesome. But, you know, it's nice that now Morris and Sheila can get along and they're going to be touring and the fans will have the funk continue in different ways, albeit. But people that played with Prince, people that learned from Prince. So there you go. You so know? it sounds like we're going to have kind of like two different tours of Prince people that we can follow in the next year or so, right? Because the revolution already said that they're getting together. So yeah. obviously the revolution's doing their own thing. It sounds like they're taking a little more time. Mm -hmm. So well, you want to do like a 90 minute to two hour set, 
and they got to be thinking, do we just do songs from 78 to 80, 86 or do they add in a few other things? Um, right. You know, they're going to add in starfish and coffee that they didn't really do live, but he took it upon himself to do because it was a sign of the times and then on. Um, but since Susanna had a play on that, you'd think it'd be fair game. Um, <clears throat> and what also we have to deal with for next year or whatever is the schmo that you're going to see in concert. You're taking your girl, hoping that you're going to get into her draws and then you're going to have the guy trying to sing purple rain is a tribute to Prince. Cause now we're going to be getting that, <laughs> you know, we're going to get it. It's going to be every concert, every concert now. Like they're like, Oh, you know what we should do that? No one's thought of before. We should cover purple rain. Yeah. I don't need to hear that song anymore. I, I think understand I'm good. after he passed Bruce Springsteen doing it, rascal flats, you know, um, the other people that covered Kiss before, I'm forgetting their names right now. Oh, Lord. A lot of my mind. Um, just needs to stop. And really, after D'Angelo did Sometimes It Snows in April, no one needs to do that either. Like, just, it's good. We don't need to be sad. Let's get upbeat. I want to see someone cover Bob George. No, oh, super fucking Califragia just sexy. There you go. You want to impress me? <laughs> You know, they're going to be doing Kiss. Yeah. That's that's one thing I liked about the, the BET Awards is that their song selection was really good. That was the best part. I mean, Janelle Monae, yeah. it made her set. Erica Badu, that was the perfect song mm. for her to sing of Prince's. Right. It, everything fit perfect. Bilal, Bilal tore that song apart. And I, I wasn't even really that familiar with his music. I knew he was a good singer, but I didn't know he could scream it and just really belt it out. Right. And then Sheila just did her thing. So yeah, it was great. That was it. There's never going to be another like him. We're always right. going to say that right. you got, but the thing is, is that BET was trying to make sure that you knew that their tribute was going to be better than the billboard ones. Did they, did they step up? Yeah. Good. It's not Prince, but they did it. They put all the photos in the background, all images, not just freaking five from, 84 to 86 and then one from the dirty mind era and then friggin' gravestones and all that crap. Um, but yeah, they brought it. That was their whole objective was to put the billboard awards to shame. And I think they did that. And Linda Perry, what were you saying about relevant? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. What's up? I said, Hey, yay, yay, yay. I said, Hey, anyway, um, it was just good, but we're going to be getting more tributes, you know, we're in the MTV awards. Wonder what they're going to do. If it's going to be Justin Timberlake or Bruno Mars, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. Cause again, it's hard to cover them. It would just be better MTV awards. Maybe get those girls to dance to when doves cry. Maybe like have Chris Brown or someone, Chris Brown can Stay out of freaking trouble. Just do a dance tribute. Not even like sing, man. Like just have his music. Dance tribute. Like they used to do with those MTV specials they did for Janet. It would just be like all choreographed hits to their music. Yeah. They didn't need other people covering. I mean, I think you did get a few, but Lord, let's chill out with it, man. I think the Grammys, they got it in December. They're trying to line up now. That's why he's taking notes, you know? Yeah, the good thing with all the awards, so, you know, we've got all those awards coming up, you know, the end of summer and into fall. The good thing is, I don't think there's any pressure on those guys anymore. Honestly, BT, they, they, they did it all. So it's like, okay, no one, no other show is going to do four performances, five performances if you count Maxwell, probably. You know, MTV is not going to do that. American Music Awards aren't going to do that. The Grammy tribute will. Unless, it's be yeah, two hours. if they do their own separate tribute, I could see that's that. what they're planning right yeah. now. It's going to be a two hour special on CBS in December. So at least so. that'll take the pressure off of the award shows saying, okay, all right, well, we're not going to do that. So we can do a nice, you know, intimate thing here. Who knows? Right. Maybe it's John Legend doing a piano medley, you know, or something, you know, very mellow and sedated. Who knows? <laughs> but at least they know they don't have to try to beat the BET awards. That's not going to happen. You can have Alicia Keys get involved for that one. 
Um, you can still have Badu involved, still have the roots, still have the revolution, still have the time, still have Sheila, get a lot more. Um, there's certain people that aren't going to be invited, but the thing is that you attribute to Zizek and get blown away, you know? It's just unfortunate. I just look at it because I, I like Sinatra too. Like he's passed away long gone. That was a hundred year anniversary, you know? And now they're doing a Prince tribute at the Grammys way too soon than it had to be. But, you know, I'm just after the Grammy tribute, I'm kind of like, I'm going to be done with tributes for a while. Like I just, and also props to BET for when they're doing the in memoriam section, they brought, you know, talked about Muhammad Ali. Thank you for showing a picture of Denise Matthews and vanity, you know, because billboard didn't do that. You know, Vanny was important to Prince's songwriting and had a, a major, huge hit um, with Nasty Girl. And then you have Drive Me Wild, which is one of my favorite songs. And He's So Dull, that video is just on point. You know, I liked it. If there wasn't a, a Vanny Six, there would never been an Apollonia Six. There may not have been other female protégés that would have followed. There may not have been a Sheila E. Just bring a little bit of respect to where these women don't have to be wearing lingerie and can stand on their own. He may not have wanted to work with a Jill Jones. He may not have gotten a Love Thy Will Be Done with Martika. He may not have gotten an open book with Javetta Still. You know, or I Hear Your Voice with Patti LaBelle. So, all that started everything. Vanity was extremely important to his songwriting. You know, extremely. It just... Everything's just so hard, dude. I mean, it's just, it's months later and... We're in these tributes and it just sucks. You know, not the tributes suck. It just sucks because. Yeah, we don't want the tributes to be happening. That's the thing that's hard. Yeah. Dude, I thought Prince is going to outlive me, man. Like, I think we all did. So it's just different. But the only positive that you can just have it is now he stays the way that he looked. And you remember him the way that he was before. You never really got to see him get really old. And it's just interesting. And it, guess we should have seen it coming and the first hairstyle was the fro the last hairstyle was the fro but i was told like with the fro like he wanted to keep it for it's going to be for a while so it could have been he could have kept it for another five ten years we don't know we'll never find out now um <clears throat> you know it's just going to be other things planned you know she, she was getting a lot of attention after the performance and it's just set up right for that <clears throat> um I don't know. I just, I want new music from him. Uh, oh, so talking about that, let's kind of go in. Has, has there been any updates from the Bremer Trust front with the the family and everything? Oh, that's one thing we didn't mention. Taika was at the BET Awards. Right. That they made sure cool. to invite her. Sheila's doing that, you know. Uh, they did have a little court thing on Monday about who's going to be the proper heirs and they wanted to get done. Uh, with the testing of who maybe other people are involved in it. It's just ridiculous. They need to get stuff in order quick. And that's why we may see a flood of music open up quicker than it should have been. And I haven't really heard anything too much. I know they brought up the musical and, you know, wanting stuff on Broadway. Just tough right now, man. Um, I just want what would have been maybe phase three or a few other things, maybe a longer version of revelation. Um, there was a really cool article about hit and run, uh, phase two, uh, with Mike Nelson, uh, who does the horn arrangements and string arrangements. Now that Claire Fisher is no longer with us. Um, had Justin Stanley, Nika Costa's husband talking about, uh, too young to dare and a few other songs that he worked on and conversations that he had with Prince and, John Blackwell was interviewed and just talking about at least he was being real. He goes, I wish we could have squashed our beef before, you know, he passed, you know, that they weren't on good terms. Um, but it was just a really in-depth article, how the album came to be. And phase two is kind of underrated to me. Like phase one just was just all over the place trying to be different. And like, Oh my God, the older fans just bashed and then revelation, excuse me, phase two gives you revelation and all these tracks they're just solid and cohesive. The thing is, is that phase two is, was basically around for two years in different formats. Um, 
but it just flows so well. And now to me, it's an underrated album. And Prince had so many underrated albums. You know, I mean, look, Sign of the Times is underrated because it did not win Best Album of the Year that year. So that's underrated right there. Yeah, that's a travesty, but... Batman, underrated. Howard Stern's favorite soundtrack, more so than Purple Rain. You have Bat Dance. You have Vicky Waiting, Scandalous. Yeah. Nay, I Can't Resisting, The Lemon Crush. You know, Diamonds of Pearls, kind of a dated album, but still it's solid. You know, Money Don't Matter Tonight, The Symbol album, solid. The Gold Experience album, heavily underrated. Uh, even a little bit of Chaos and Sore, even a little bit of Come, you know. Rainbow Children, musically underrated. Uh, musicology, pop record, very underrated. 3121 gets them back on the charts. That's underrated with the dance, incense, and candles, you know. Even a little bit of Lotus Flower and MPLS sound was underrated. Um, you know, just 2010 being out there, not really official. And then Plectrum Electrum, Artificial Age, you know, and I keep listening to Time, and Time is such a funky track. It's just, it's tough, man. He was such an underrated artist. He really was an underground artist that broke through and then kind of wanted to, he wanted the success of a mainstream artist, but he wanted to be underground again. And he kind of like in the nineties with the name change and the way that he was trying to look, he was, he was trying to do that. He was trying to make himself as, as marketable as very little as he could be to hurt stuff, to hurt Warner brothers. But he, he look, he was an underground artist who crossed over and, you know, wanted that mainstream money because without that mainstream success, there would have never been at Paisley Park, you know, and all these other things and great adventures that uh, we've had. It just, I know this isn't the end when it comes to like tributes and stuff and we're always going to have other stuff to go on. It just kind of feels like it right now. It, the problem is, is that there still is no closure at all. I don't know how you're feeling about it. Well, um, no, it's, you know, even before the awards, um, you know, there's, I, I saw a quote and I wish I would have kept it around, but I saw something that really did kind of sum up how I was feeling. It's, it's a, it's the, the grief. It's like a, an ocean that it, it, it comes and goes, you know, like with the tide, you know, it'll come in waves and that's how it's felt. And I'm sure there's a lot of other fans out there that feel the same way where you'll be driving to work and hearing, you know, another lover hole in your head and you're just rocking out. And then for no reason in the middle of that, you just feel this overwhelming flood of emotion and, and sadness because you're not going to see that live or something like that. That happened to me sitting at the pool, listen to you're going to see me from piano and a microphone tour. And it just, it just, you know, he hits a note and all of a sudden it just, it's like, it just gets you right in the heart. So it, it comes and goes and other days you're, you're great. So I don't know if that's ever going to stop. I just kind of have the feeling like listening to music. I can't believe he's here anymore. Uh, but you're going to see me when you're, when you're not by yourself or you're not in your car and you're like with someone else, does, the lyrics are just important. Um, it's kind of like, He's speaking for you now when you're with someone, you know, whether in person or on the phone, I got to get you all alone. When I do, baby, it's on, it's on. Um, you know, just, he's a reason you took a rope and lasso the moon, just stuff like that. It's still, it's good. It's, it's easy for me to listen to the love stuff and whatnot when I'm with someone else. Other than that, kind of gets forward in my car a little bit. Oh, sure. But, um, I can see that. Yeah, I still like the dance stuff. I don't, there's some stuff where like I was telling you last week, like I'm driving over here. I'm listening to days of wild. It's around 94, 95 and he's saying Prince is dead and he's having the crowd chant back to him. So different right now. Weird. Yeah. So different. Yeah. Like just, I don't know. Like he still lives on through us. We know that, but well, how fortunate are we that we were alive during this period and we have this huge, amazing catalog of music that isn't going to change. And isn't done. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. There's stuff we're still going to hear. But 
just you know it, it's it's cool that there's this it's like a stamp on the planet that he was able to put with these 38 or 39 albums you know right and we get to hear purple rain the soundtrack we get to hear the gold experience you know it's not going to change in our stereos we're going to hear it the same way see and i'm one of those people that you know there's certainly like they have eras that they liked i'm 78 through now like i liked everything even bef- like before i knew it um it's just i wonder now the people that complain over the years wanting the revolution back together and all this stuff Oh, Plectrum Electrum isn't, you know, around the world in a day. I'm like, it wasn't trying to be. It's just to put everything back to back to back to back and listen to it through. Like, does Artificial Age replace Parade? Does Hit and Run Phase 1 take away from Purple Rain? Does it erase it? No, it's just part of the journey. It continues Mm -hmm. it. I don't know why these people just try to keep comparing everything and you're going to lose every time. Just enjoy the stuff, man. And I just... I just wonder, like, if there's any sense of guilt that some people have that used to trash him, and maybe they're like their favorite era was Love Sexy, and they rediscovered him on the Hit and Run tour in the UK or whatever. Like, is there any sense of guilt that they weren't there for the entire journey, or they just got back into him and felt how amazing it was, and just realized the talent? I don't know, man. All I know is, is that we're gonna keep doing our thing, focusing on music, focusing on Prince, and just getting it done. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe to the show. Much love to Shelby J, Lisa Fiorillo, Lisa Deese, Liv Warfield, Jerome Benton, Sheila E, The Twins, Maite, and just getting it done. Hey, follow us on Twitter. Yes, make sure twitter.com slash Dr. Funkenberry and... And you can reach me, producer Chris, at Chris Gleim, C-H-R-I-S-G-L-E-I-M. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Much love. Keep it funky. Show me what you got. Show me. Show me what you got. Show me what you got.